Welcome, guys. This is Two Girls, One Ghost. Two Girls, One Ghost. We are your hostesses. Ghostesses? Yeah. Ghostesses? <laughs> Shit, I screwed up. That's okay. I'm Corinne. I'm Sabrina. And this is part three of our Encounters episodes. Mm-hmm. This is where we read your listener stories and only your stories. Yeah. So we don't include any extra research. This is all you guys. Yeah. You make it easy for us. Yes. Uh, um, I'm a little flustered right now. <laughs> right as we were about to hit record, Leia escaped. Escaped. So She is a magician or something and planned her big great escape today. Uh, as we were about to press record, Nick <laughs> yells from the other room. He goes, uh, Sabrina? And I was like, oh, no, what? And he goes, Leia, um, Leia got out. And so I had to tell Corinne I'd call her back and spent 30 minutes outside chasing Leia through the dirt and under decks and through trees. So I'm currently still wearing the clothing I was wearing to do so. And I I have, um, I think, cobwebs and dirt. And um, it just really surprises me that she even tries to get out because she's so attached to you. Yeah, but I think that she would leave and then be like, wait, but you're not here and then come back. Well, it's funny because I think she saw a squirrel and she – I have never seen her do this. She chased the squirrel like crazy up a tree. She went all the way up a tree. <laughs> oh, my God. And I was like – She's I, the size of a squirrel. I know. And I didn't know if she knew how to get down the off the tree, but she figured it out. And I wasn't sure if I should be mad at her for escaping or try to take photos. But my phone was nowhere near. So I just chose to be mad. <laughs> oh, poor girl. But she's, she's back. She's trying to live a little. Yeah. She lived a lot today. Um, I had quite possibly the coolest thing that's ever happened to me. What? Happened to me. On what? Um, so I went to dinner. I went to like go grab dinner and drinks with two of my friends. And so mm-hmm. we went into the city and we're ordering our drinks. And the bartender, she turns and she looks at me and she goes, I have to ask you a question. And I was like, oh, she's going to ask, like, about my lipstick color or something. And she goes, do you have a podcast called oh my Two God. Girls, One Ghost? Are you kidding? <laughs> no, I flipped. And Come then in. The- I know. Is this what you oh, wanted no. to tell me? <laughs> yes. <gasps> yes. And I told her, I was like, oh, my gosh, I have to tell Sabrina. And then I was like, wait, no, I'm not going to tell Sabrina until we record. What? Yeah. Yeah. And she was, like, a little nervous. And she was like, I wanted to whisper, see you on the other side, but I wasn't positive it was you and I didn't want to be creepy. (laughs) Oh, my God. Isn't this the coolest thing? And then, and then the two people that were sitting at the bar next to us, the guy turns and he goes, which podcast? And I said, oh, two girls, one ghost. And the woman goes, oh, I know that one. I was like, what is happening? And then my two friends are like, oh, my God, you're famous. And one of my friends goes, wait, I want to watch. And I was like, okay, clearly my friends don't even listen because they, they don't know what podcasts, podcasts are. Yeah. Oh, my gosh. Yeah. And then she gave us, we got free shots. So Corinne. it was like the coolest thing ever. Victoria at Island Creek Oyster Bar in Boston. She's listened to all of our episodes. Oh, my God. She's caught up. Yeah. Wow. Oh, my God. And I made plans with her. I was like, if MFM comes back to Boston, her and I are going to go to a live show. Corinne, I am <laughs> – this is – we've made it. Isn't this the coolest thing that's ever happened? Oh, my gosh. Literally I thought, like, thing. no way would anyone ever recognize us. 
No. We're no, nobody. Especially because it's just our voices and we're like a pretty small new podcast. I know. <gasps> but yeah, she asked me. I was only sitting there for like 15 minutes. Holy. And my two friends bananas. were like, this is the coolest thing that's ever happened to us too. <laughs> oh my god! It gosh. was unreal. I went home. I called my parents. I really like, so badly wanted to tell other people, but I didn't want it to go to you. <laughs> Because I wanted to tell you over the podcast. I went through every possible scenario, and that was not the one that that did not cross my mind whatsoever. I got recognized. Isn't that insane? Oh, my god! And then Freya just sent me this journal in the mail for Christmas. It's like this, this little journal where you just create lists. It's – I forget what it's called. But basically, each on each page, it's like, list your favorite things. List your favorite quotes. List – all the happiest moments in your life. And I wrote down in the journal being recognized from the podcast. That is I'm I'm speechless. I never <laughs> I can't even fathom. I was blushing the entire time. Like I I'm couldn't blushing. stop smiling the entire time I sat there at the bar. Oh my god, I feel that right and now. And Victoria was so nice. She was so nice and she was listening to every episode and she was just so cool. And then she like told the other guy at the bar that was bartending with her. Oh and so he, now God. he's going to listen. And then he poured me another glass of wine. So I was like, ooh, perks. Whoa. Quite oh. possibly the coolest thing. So I've been sitting on this for the past couple days waiting to tell you. I am beside myself. <laughs> anyway, literally the coolest thing. I can't think of a cooler thing that's happened no. to me. That was it. That is amazing. So she, she's the first one to recognize us. It's a milestone. We hit oh, a milestone. my gosh. But my friend Caitlin was joking. She was with me, my friends Caitlin and Danielle. Mm-hmm. And Caitlin's like, it's funny because you lived in L.A. and no one knew who you were. And you come to Boston and you get recognized. <laughs> That's true. That's actually funny. <laughs> but yeah. Anyway. Oh, my gosh. I am beside myself. That is so incredibly cool. Little things to celebrate. Yeah. More like big things to celebrate. Yeah, that was huge. That was huge. Wow. I was stoked. Let me know when it happens to you. Now I really want it to happen. I'm going to be waiting. Like, I'm just like, I'm going to plant myself on like park benches and just sit there and like look off to the world and just wait for someone to come. <laughs> hey, are you read, read stories about ghosts. <laughs> Talk out loud. Hopefully someone will recognize your voice. No, people will start being like, are you that crazy girl from the park? <laughs> yes, I am. Yeah, that too. Add that to your job description. Yeah. I have time for that. Mm-hmm. Oh my gosh. That In other is news, amazing. I am delusional because I convinced myself that I'm going to win the lottery every single time. And I d- didn't even buy a ticket for this one. So, mm. also extra delusional of me. Yes. But one, one single guy just won the Powerball in New Hampshire. And I was like, could have been in New Hampshire. That's so close to me. It could have yeah. been me. Well, you should just keep buying lottery tickets. I didn't go buy one yesterday because I spent, as people who follow us on Instagram saw, a lot of time digging out my car from the storm. Yep. And now I refuse to leave because there are so many cars driving up and down the streets trying to find parking spaces. And I'm like, hell no. Is someone going to take my spot that I worked so hard for? Yeah. Don't give it up. Keep it for yourself. I'm not. So I haven't left my house. Yeah. Not worth winning the lottery. <laughs> if I win the lottery, I'm gonna get valet parking <laughs> in your <laughs> own kitchen. <laughs> You're gonna have, have a guy standing outside your house, no matter what the weather is. <laughs> Absolutely, absolutely. I'm gonna make a little booth for him, heated. 
No, that's very, very generous. Play our of podcast you. on loop until he goes mad. Ooh, and you should have like the booth should have a huge poster for our podcast. Oh, that would be really good advertising. I consider I've considered getting a printout and putting it on the whole side of my car, and that way when <laughs> I drive through LA, probably it would be hideous, but. Yeah, I already have a dent in the side of my car, so what's a two girls, one ghost advertisement going to add? over the dent. And then exactly. There you go. Um, I do have one book that I wanted to recommend to people because it is so good. And what is it? It's called The Spider and the Fly. And oh, I've heard of this. It is so good. I've been listening to it on Audible for the past few days, and – I have book club right after this, and we're going to talk about it. It's so good. So it's about Kendall Francois, who's a serial killer from uh, Poughkeepsie, New York. Mm -hmm. And he killed, I think, eight women who were sex workers. And the book is written by a journalist who started writing him letters because she wanted to get the story about him, and he wouldn't really talk to anyone. And... It's so interesting. It's from her perspective of her time with him and how she actually really enjoyed talking to him and, like, how he manipulated her and was able to get her to trust him and go visit him in prison and all this. It's really, really good. Wow. That's, like, scary, too, that if you're, like, subjecting yourself to that. Because you go in. I'm sure no one starts writing serial killers or these people thinking that they're going to start trusting them. But it's just – it's – part of their makeup and it's just Mm -hmm. even more evidence as to why so many victims fell yeah to them because god yeah that's scary yeah so everyone should read it it's really good i uh, have listen to it or or listen to it i listened to it in two days and it was fantastic wow you cruise through it i know i have trouble there's not enough time in the day first of all but so that's why i've been listening to audible but when i read books I do it binge like I binge everything. I binge my life. I will binge read books. I will binge read or binge watch TV shows. I will mm-hmm. binge respond to t- two girls one ghost emails. I yeah. will binge work out. Well, because when out. you find time, you have to just do it as much as you can. Yeah, yeah. do everything because you don't know the next time that you're going to have time exactly. to do it. So you just gotta power through everything. Yeah, that makes sense. Should we read stories? Yeah, let's do it. Should we do what we came here to do? I guess, but also we should just keep talking about how Victoria recognized me. It is so cool. (laughs) Wow. Okay, do you want to go first? Yeah, okay. So this is from Rachel, and her subject is my spooky story. Hi, ladies. Big fan of the podcast. I was listening to episode four, and I wanted to share my spooky dream story. Although it is pretty creepy to some, a lot of people find it oddly comforting, so I hope I don't spook ya too much. When I was about 12 or 13, I was on vacation with my family when we got word that my great-grandmother had suffered some complications and had been taken to the hospital. She was 93, so it was sad but not surprising. We were heading back soon, and I remember just hoping we would make it back in time. The night before we were leaving to head home, I had a dream that I still can't fully explain. It was different from many of my other dreams. I felt as if I could move around on my own time, not necessarily in the confines of a normal dream where you have a predestined plan. The dream was very bright, and I remember shielding my eyes until they had adjusted. I saw a long gate stretching out in the distance, so I decided to follow it. Now that I think about it, I imagine this was very close to the stereotypical idea of a Christian heaven with bright light, pearly gates, etc., 
Anyway, I followed the gate until I came to an entrance. A figure was standing there, looking out into the distance. The closer I got, the more that I felt that that person was someone I recognized. It was my great-grandfather, and even though I had only met him when I was very small, I was absolutely certain of who it was. When I got up to him, he turned around quickly as if I had startled him. He then became very angry, stepping towards me and yelling, You're not supposed to be here! You are the wrong one. With that, I woke up suddenly. Chills. Chills. Confused by the dream, I lay there for a while, just processing. That was when my mom poked her head in my room. She told me quietly that my great-grandmother had just passed away about a half hour ago, the same time I had awoken from my dream. This was... Obviously, very creepy, but the older I get, the more I realize it was a comfort. It was comforting to me and my family to know that my great-grandfather had been waiting for my nana in the afterlife. I still don't know how I had this dream and how I seem to have this connection to her, but it's still a creepy, cool story. Keep up the amazing work, Rachel. I remember reading this one, and this one, like, blew my mind because it's not like she had a near-death experience. She just projected she astral traveled up into basically heaven yeah it seems as if she was in her grandmother's shoes or her great-grandmother's shoes for a moment yeah you know like that like at the moment that her great-grandmother was passing away and going to heaven there was like a split second where she was able to be in that position or or even just something in her soul just knew that someone close to her was about to go and so her soul went up to maybe make sure she was okay right or to see what was happening what's crazy is that the great-grandfather was like you're the wrong one you're not i know like so he saw her as rachel and not as the great-grandmother yeah that's That's, why i think she astral traveled yeah like her soul left her body and went up that is so was accidentally called up to heaven and then was like oops sorry not your turn turn around i know I love that he was mad, too. I know. <laughs> like, no, no, no. Not your turn. Go back. Yeah. Head back. Oh, that's actually really sweet. I know. And it makes me happy to think that the grandfather was waiting for the grandmother. I know. Because another thing with reincarnation, which you and I both believe in, is I do wonder, like, is there going to be someone waiting for you? Or yeah, is that person that would have been waiting for you? Are they, if given an opportunity to come back into your life while you're still living, do they take that instead? Like, I don't know. How does it happen? How do you choose? Do other people choose for you? I have questions. I have a lot of questions. Yes, same. What if you, okay, when you go to heaven or when you die, you, what if you're only allowed to ask one question? What would you ask? Is Dear David real? (laughs) (laughs) Mine, I think, was going to be, I have, I have a lot. Who is Jack the Ripper? Oh. Or I also wanted to ask, see, I have too many. Who, the Zodiac it, Killer. Yeah. And then was was Stephen Avery guilty? Um, who killed John JonBenet Ramsey? Yeah, John JonBenet Ramsey. You're just going to try to find <laughs> who killed. You're trying yeah. to solve all the cold cases. Yeah. But, like, if we had to ask a question about how the world worked, what would we ask? I want to know if aliens actually came to Earth. If Ancient Aliens, the show... If there's actually something to that. Right. Oh, that's cool. Well, there's that boy, I might have mentioned him before, who claimed to, he's like in his 20s now, but he, when he was younger, claimed to have been born on Mars in his past life. And that there was a big, 
yeah, that there was like a big, um, I forget exactly what happened, but something happened and, and there was a big war on Mars. And so now the colony lives inside of the planet. So that's why we don't see any life. And that there are these like eight foot tall beings or seven foot tall beings and that they stop aging at the age of 30 and like all this stuff. Anyway, sounds a little crazy, but I guess he's got a lot of knowledge about things and like the planetary system that have boggled the minds of scientists as to how he could possibly know those things. So part of them wants to believe that it's true. And one of the things that he did say was that we will unlock these secrets or something will happen. Some big revelation will happen here on Earth when we unlock the the Sphinx. Apparently, there's some unlocking device behind its ear. What? So, I don't know why no one's crawling up there. Oh, that's strange. Let's send me to Egypt. Let's go. I let's will both crawl. go to Egypt and let's... Okay. Open the key behind the Sphinx ear. Okay. Let's, like, maybe learn how to rock climb first. Okay. And then... And also, like, maybe raise money on belay, to go. belay on. Should we start a GoFundMe? Yeah. <laughs> we will unlock the, the, the key, key behind the ear. <laughs> oh, gosh. I'm sure people will support us. Yeah, probably. People supported that guy to create his own submarine, and then he murdered the... Mm, that's true. It, so... So are you saying you're going to murder people when you get the key to the Sphinx here? I don't know what will happen, okay? If I get power, we don't know. Do you want to read your story? Oh, yeah. I forgot that that's what we're doing. (laughs) (laughs) No, just talking about aliens and everything. Okay. This is called My Aunt Turned Into a Crow. Lighthearted. Oh. This is from Olivia. She said, hey, ladies, insert obligatory love your podcast comments. I've been meaning to send this for a bit, but finally got the chance. I'll jump right in. My sophomore year of high school, my mom's only sister passed away when she was only in her 50s. Oh my gosh, that's young. We got a call from her husband and she had collapsed and was being airlifted to Miami. They lived in Key West, practically neighbors with Robert the doll. Anyway, when my mom told me, I knew in my gut that she would pass. I tried comforting my mom, but I just knew. The next morning, while waiting for the bus, I saw literally thousands of crows in the park in front of our house. I mean, literal bird shit or whatever that creepy story is. I knew then that this was a sign of her looking over me and that she had moved on. When I got home from school, my mom was in tears and she didn't even have to tell me. Time of death, 6.45 a.m., right when I would have been waiting for the bus. Now I see crows in strange places at turning points in my life. A crow would come and sit at our bird feeder and not leave for hours sometimes. I know that she's still looking over me and letting me know everything will be okay. And to this day, I smile when I see one. Anyways, thanks for listening. Can't wait to binge more episodes. See you on the other side. Live. Wow. That's so interesting. It is, because for that many crows, it's a murder of crows. Yeah. But for a ton of crows to just gather... And we've talked about this before, I think, where crows are one of the most intelligent birds. Mm-hmm. They have facial recognition. They are just very smart. Wow. So it would make sense to choose the crow. Right. As your sign. I love I love the idea of being able to choose or come back in some other form just as a sign to the loved ones. Like if you're not able to manifest as a spirit or in like another way you find an alternate mm-hmm. way 
via animals or fruit flies or butterflies, etc. Well, when my friend Sam, when I was in eighth grade, I had a friend, Sam, who had passed away and he left a bunch of signs for a lot of people. And one of the things that happened to one of his very close friends, one of his best friends, was his friend was on vacation and a parrot flew over and landed on him. And the guy ran over and was like, oh, my gosh, I'm so sorry. It was like someone's pet. And he was like, oh, that's okay. He's like, he never does that. And he's like, oh, well, what's his name? And his name was Sam. So oh, we'd like to think that, so... that that was a sign at the time wow. as well. Because it was only a, a few months, within a few right. months of his passing. I really like that. What would you choose as your sign? I mean, do you have to ask? A cat? You can't choose a cat. Why not? Because. You'll, it's so, it's a no-brainer that it's me. <laughs> I want you to choose something different. I want you. <laughs> All right. I'll be an octopus. Okay, but good cool. luck finding me. I'm just going to be on your front yard. <laughs> I'll find a way. I'll find a way. I'll go on vacation as soon as you die. Yeah. <laughs> that will be a really good look, right? Oh, gosh. I'm like, oh, I'm going to go find her in the ocean. What would you be? Um, Probably... Well, like a toad, because they're everywhere. And if you keep coming back, if a toad keeps coming on your porch, you're going to be like, dude. Yeah, that's obvious. This is weird. Go away. But it's me. It's Corinne. Mm-hmm. Um, when I was in theater as a young kid, we, me and my friend were outside of like the playhouse where we were performing, and she stepped on the little toad. No! So... <laughs> Oh, that's so horrible. Good thing it wasn't you. Yeah, jeez. I know, it was really sad. I did one time accidentally kill a toad as well. Because oh. I brought it inside because it was dirty. I was young. And I went to wash <laughs> him off in the sink, and he jumped into the pipes in the sink. So I freaked out. My dad took apart all of the pipes in the sink like a good father, undid everything, searched for the toad, but he had been washed further into the system. Well, maybe it's like Finding Nemo, and he thought he was going to go to the all drains lead to the sea. Maybe he ended up somewhere really cool where he was supposed yeah. to be. You didn't find a body, so that doesn't, you know, doesn't necessarily mean he's dead. No. Should I read another story? Yes. Okay. This is from Brittany, who was our very first uh, fan on our Facebook page. Oh, our first Facebook group. Yeah, exactly. Follower. So she Participant. Wrote- Participant, yeah. Member, Follower, member. 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 Facebook member. Yeah, Facebook yeah. group member. There we go. We wow. did it. Words are hard today. Teamwork. Okay. So her subject is ghosts in my childhood home. Hi, Sabrina and Corinne. I've been meaning to email you guys since we messaged about it, but I've been super busy. Thanks for the shout out on episode six, by the way. Made my day. And here's another one for you. I lived in the same house from when I was born to when I went to college, and there was a lot of spiritual activity there. The house is relatively new, and as far as I know, only one family lived there before us, and nothing bad ever happened there. Nonetheless, my sister and I had lots of experiences growing up, and several of our friends did as well. Here's a few. First of all, I just want to mention the feelings I had there. I always felt on the edge, like someone was watching me all the time. I was afraid to walk around at night, scared to look at windows or in mirrors after dark, and I hated being home alone. Since that was the... 
Since that was the only place I'd ever lived, I thought that maybe it was just my personality and I was being paranoid. But since moving out, I've lived in six different houses and haven't had feelings like that in any of them. Except for now when I listen to your podcast at night. (laughs) Whoops. Sorry. When I go home to visit, I still feel really anxious there. The earliest experience I can remember remember is of my sister and I playing house with one of those old rotary phones. The phone wasn't plugged up to the power outlet or the phone jack, but we could listen to two women having conversations on it. What? <gasps> I forgot oh about my that. god. My fingers just got cold. <laughs> It didn't happen every time we used it, but pretty regular, regularly. I was very young, and I thought that maybe it was somehow picking up conversations from the houses nearby. It wasn't until years later that I realized that's not possible. I don't remember for sure, but I don't think the conversations were in English because I don't remember any of what they were saying. A few years later, we had a little battery-powered AM-FM radio that also picked up muffled conversations. When I was in high school, I came home one night and went upstairs to tell my mom I was home. She looked at me confused and said that she knew I was home, that I had yelled up to her when I came in about an hour ago. When I explained that I had literally just walked in not even a minute ago, she called in my sister who confirmed that someone had come in the front door earlier and yelled up, Mom, I'm home. Not sure who that was, but it definitely was not me. Whoa. Oh my god. (gasps) Also... I know. Also in high school, I was laying in bed one night but hadn't fallen asleep when a green ball of light came in through my bedroom door. I sat up and watched it float slowly from my door all the way across my room and to my window. When it went through the window, it made a very quiet noise like a popping sound, at which point I bolted out of my room to go tell my mom that I had seen a ghost. She wouldn't know what an orb is. She yelled, close the door, which is neither comforting nor helpful advice since it came in through my door. (laughs) I ended up going back to my room that night. When I was back from college on a break, I was in my mom's room when I saw something dark move past the bathroom doorway out of the corner of my eye. When I turned, I just barely glimpsed what looked like feet, but they seemed too small to be feet, and there seemed to be more than two of them. I barely glimpsed it, and I'm not even positive anything was there, but that was the experience that that scared me the most because if I saw what I think I saw, it definitely was not human. Oh, what? sorry for the crazy long email there's a lot of other stories for instance one of my sister's friends said she woke up and saw a woman whoa okay hold on for instance one of my sister's friends said she woke up and saw a woman asleep floating in the air next to her one last tidbit my wife is a total skeptic and doesn't believe in ghosts at all but the first time i brought her to my childhood home she said yeah that place is definitely haunted love the podcast keep up the good work Brittany." whoa that She's is got an a active lot home. going on. Yeah. Wow. Oh my gosh, that's really scary. Oh my goodness. How a woman floating for- asleep next to her. I know. What? That's like that. Why is it asleep? Why is she asleep? Do ghosts sleep too? I, I don't know. That's a question I've never been able to know the answer to. English. <laughs> <laughs> Sometimes my brain works in spurts and. You all get a. It's the way that you work. You binge it. things. So it's either it's working completely or not or at just all. Just not at all. Yeah, it it's almost a little unsettling that it would be sleeping because it's like, well, you chose to be here and appear. So are you faking it for some reason? <gasps> Ew. Yeah. Doo-doo. Or and the whole like 
mom, I'm home. The fact that a ghost mimics mm. someone in the house yes. and like they clearly knew that Brittany had gone out, right? Because then you wouldn't yeah. mimic, hey, I'm home. I know. Like they observed. Yeah. And I wonder my what that creature was. That all the time. Like all the time she'll hear my brother and I. Still now? Call mom. Yep. Mm-hmm. Oh, She's weird. Like, well, they're not here, so. It's just something else. It does remind me, just a quick little side story. When I was in college, one of the summers, I was just subleasing for a month from these older girls. And their house was very haunted. I've got plenty of stories from there, just from the month that I was there. But something had happened, and I mentioned it to one of the girls. And then she was like, oh, yeah, it's haunted by a girl because of what I had heard and seen. And then she told me that one time she was home, and one of the roommates came home and said hi and then went upstairs. Like, she didn't see them. They just opened the door, came in, said hi, went upstairs, and started showering. And was up there for a long time. So she texted the roommate and was like, are you going to come down and like hang out with me? Like what's going on? Is everything okay? And then her roommate was like, what do you mean? I'm on my way home. That's really strange. Mm-hmm. Just it's another weird. ghost roommate. Yeah. The ghost roommates, they're a thing. Yeah. Wow. All right, I'll read one, one last one. We'll wrap it up. This one's okay. a long one. This is called my haunted family. It's from Laura. Ominous. said, hi, ladies. Let me say the obligatory I love your podcast. Wait, you've been getting that word a lot today. It's my word of the day. Obligatory. (laughs) O-B-L-I-G-A-T-O-R-Y. Obligatory. Good job. Thanks. I read it. I know. (laughs) I couldn't do it on the top of my head. I've long been obsessed with ghost stories and have been looking for a podcast like yours for a while. I truly feel like I'm just sitting around gabbing with friends when I listen. Oh, that's so nice. That is nice. That's what we want. Yeah, because that's what it is. That Yeah, that's what we do. <laughs> <laughs> so my ghost story spans most of my childhood and is still somewhat ongoing today, though it no longer impacts me. A little necessary background, my aunt and my uncle have a very volatile relationship. There's a lot of verbal and sometimes physical violence from both sides. All of this haunting surrounds them and their family. That's well, so sad. That, that's really sad, but, I mean, we've said that ghosts are attracted to negative. Yeah, the, the demonic presences mm-hmm. feed off of negative energy. Yeah. This aunt and uncle have two children, a boy and a girl. George, about four to five years older than me, and Shannon, who was right around the same age as my sister and myself. I've changed their names for their privacy. Shannon, my sister, and I hung out together all the time and constantly spent the night at each other's houses. Now, their house always gave me the creeps. It just felt cold, sterile, and unwelcoming no matter how much I spent time there. The house was tri-level, meaning there basically was half of an upstairs, which was a long hallway and three bedrooms. Then there was half of a floor on the ground level with a living room and a kitchen, and then half of a floor built slightly into the ground with a family room, and below that was an unfinished basement. I hate unfinished basements. I know. Mine they was like, unfinished for a long time. Mine too, growing up. Mine's finished now and I'm still scared of it. So maybe <laughs> maybe it's not finished it's versus just the unfinished. Basement. It's just basements. Yeah. Okay. When I was at the house, I would hear my aunt calling my name, usually from the basement. 
I would yell out to her to ask what she wanted, only to have her come to the landing upstairs to see what I was yelling. Sometimes I would hear her calling me, only to find out that she was not even home. This happened countless times from my childhood into my teens, during the day and night, pretty much every time I was there, and I learned to just ignore it. The worst thing I personally experienced occurred one night when I was sleeping over. My cousin and I were probably around 13, and we were the only ones in the house. We were hungry, and there was no food, so we were just waiting for my cousin George or for my aunt to get home so we could go get something to eat. This was pre-cell phones being widely used, so we couldn't reach out to them to ask when they were coming home. We just were stuck waiting indefinitely. Well, we're up in her room when we hear a large garage door open and the door into the house from the garage open and shut. Thinking my cousin or my aunt must have just come home, we went to the top of the stairs and called down only to find that no one was there. We thought, okay, weird. Maybe we just heard something from another house. We went back into the room only to hear the exact same set of noises again. Again, we went to the landing of the stairs, only to find no one home. We went back into her room, only to have this series of noises continue over and over for what seemed like at least an hour. We stopped leaving the room after the second time. We just sat there terrified until my aunt finally came home. Can you imagine? That's terrifying. Just and there's nowhere trapped. to go. Yeah. Like garage door open. The door to the house open and close. Garage door open and close. House door open and close. Oh my god! Like he's trying to trick them into coming downstairs. Right. Okay. And like running outside wouldn't be safe either because like you're young from your kids, but you're also your kids. Like where are you gonna go? You can't drive. You can't. No. People will snatch you. Stay inside. (laughs) Forever, never, never. (laughs) Kids snatchers. We never really talked about these things after they happened. I had a lot of other experiences there as a kid, but largely wrote them off because I was the youngest and kind of a scaredy cat. I thought perhaps my brain just concocted these stories from witnessing a volatile situation that I couldn't understand. That was until the past couple of years when, as an adult, I started to talk about these experiences with my family. That's when I learned that my cousins also heard this thing calling their names. My sister heard it too, but never heard it call her name, only mine and my cousin Shannon's. Oh my god. We were the youngest, so maybe we were the most vulnerable. My sister also told me about a terrifying night spent wide awake in my cousin's room while something ran up and down the hallway until dawn. My cousin George told me about an experience he had when he was a young teen where he was playing video games in their family, in their family room when my cousin Shannon's life-size Barbie turned her fucking head to look at him. <gasps> I also responded and asked if they if they kept the doll. <laughs> she said yes. No. And no one believed him and they made fun of him. And so they kept the Barbie. It's like the girl from my book club story. Yeah. Ooh. Ugh. I, actually, Barbies. side note. Nope. Side note, there's a really good Black Mirror episode from season four. It's which, the last episode. Which one? The last, last episode, episode of season four, where the, the, there's like a concept is like putting consciousness into like a toy. It's really interesting. I saw a funny tweet the other day that was like, why is everyone freaking about, out about like robots taking over the world? Like just throw some water on them. Like, <laughs> ah. <laughs> we got That's that. Funny. Okay. Back to the story. Eventually I started to talk to my aunt about the house and I learned all of this. The activity began during a fight between my aunt and uncle. My uncle yelled to my aunt to go to hell and started to storm down the hallway to their bedroom. This was a fairly long hallway and their bedroom was at the very end. 
As he stormed down the hallway, he began to hear what sounded like a hooved creature running behind him. That's like demon. Scared out of his mind, he ran into the bedroom and slammed the door behind him, only to feel this thing pushing and pounding on the door, trying to get in. He yelled, in the name of Jesus Christ, leave, and suddenly the pounding stopped. This occurred when I was pretty young, probably less than five, and things just really escalated from there. During periods of excessive turmoil in their relationship, the haunting would always get worse. After many, many years of this haunting, my aunt was out driving and spotted some antique-looking furniture on the side of the road. My aunt loves antiques and is totally a trash picker. (laughs) So she, of course, stopped. As she's looking at the furniture, out comes an older woman who told my aunt that she had more antiques inside and asked if my aunt wanted to look around. My aunt agreed, and as my aunt is inside the home looking through this woman's collection, she notices the old woman looking at her strangely. My aunt is pretty blunt, so she asked the woman what was up. The woman asked, do you scare easily? And my aunt said, no, why? The woman said, there's an entity in your house. My aunt replied, yeah, I know. The woman then said, it wants your daughter. (gasps) Oh, what? Then the woman picked up the painting of a young girl with a huge guardian angel standing over her. The woman said, hang this in your daughter's room. It will protect her. My aunt tried paying for the painting, but the woman refused to take her money. So my aunt comes home and attempts to hang this painting in my cousin Shannon's room. But my cousin Shannon, being a moody teenager at this point, refused to allow the painting in her room. Dude, Shannon, take the painting. Oh, so my aunt mess. hung. <laughs> my aunt settled for hanging it at the end of the hallway, furthest from she and my uncle's bedroom. After that, they experienced nothing further in the house. Though George said that after that, he saw shadows and heard strange noises in the backyard, almost like the thing was lurking, even though it could no longer come inside the house. No, this is so scary. Anyway, flash forward to today. My aunt and uncle have since moved out of the house. Nothing happened at their new house for a while, but the latest update I heard was that recently, when my uncle was home alone, he heard someone slash something walking around on the roof and then on their wraparound deck. He went outside to search to make sure it wasn't a burglar or something, and of course, no one was there. I think whatever the thing is follows them, feeds off their negative energy, and is stronger and more active when they are fighting more. Anyway, that's my very long-winded but truncated story of my family's decade-long haunting. Hope you enjoyed reading it half as much as I enjoy listening to your podcast. See you on the other side, Laura. I have a theory. What's your theory? Based on reading Brittany's story and how she said there was one other family that lived in the house before her, what if Brittany moved into Laura's cousin's house? (laughs) That would be a really spooky coincidence if that's what happened and... We read them together. That would be really spooky. That's that's something about the universe telling us things. Uh-huh. But a lot of there are a lot of similar experiences. Yeah, and it, oh. it just too. When I said that, my Siri just went off. Oh my god, that's really scary. <laughs> Technology it's taking over. <laughs> Pour water on it. Pour water. <laughs> Throw your phone in water. <laughs> Kill the ghost. Yeah. I mean, it's quite possible. Like, we don't know where they're from. No. Like, it could happen. But it's also, like, I feel like further proof of paranormal experiences is that so many people who don't have any idea who each other are experience stuff that's so similar. So similar. Yeah. So how could you ever say that 
it's not real, that it didn't actually happen. When someone in Arkansas can tell you the same story as someone in Vietnam. Yeah. It, but, oh gosh. Wait, I think it's so interesting that the uncle, when he said, go to hell, is when everything started. Mm-hmm. That is. It makes me wonder if the thing was lurking and waiting for something and then in that moment yeah. got a burst of power. Like the, like, it was waiting for an invitation, and that mm-hmm. was the invitation into the home. Yeah. Wow. Ooh. Ooh, chills. This whole episode is just chills, chills, chills. These stories. My God. Wow. Very spooky. I love reading everyone's stories. Me too. Even though really they freak me this. out. I'm glad we do this. We should just do this forever. <laughs> <laughs> that would be ideal. It would. If if we make money, if we start making money, I'll quit the yeah. job that I don't have yet and only do the podcast. But yeah. that would be cool. Yeah, just then we can travel together. I can go see you more. Yeah, and we can go to St. Augustine in Florida. Go hang out with and my like boyfriend. not actually go ghost hunting, but like go see places. Yeah. yeah, yeah, we should do all those things. Just visit all the haunted places, but not for the sake of haunting. Just like be tourists in those towns. Exactly, that'd be cool. That would be cool. I'm going to write the travel channel and ask them to let us do that. All right. Sounds good. Let me know how it goes. And sounds good. Cool. 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 Sounds good. Works. Okay. Yep. Sounds good. Yep. Okay. Okay. New plan. 2018. Our new show on travel channel. It's called... um, Two Girls, One Ghost. (laughs) Two Girls, One Ghost. (laughs) I don't think we need to change our name for that. Yeah, I guess we don't. We don't need a new name. No, we like our name. Two girls, That's, one ghost on yeah. a vacation. Okay, that works. Yeah. It's like Mary-Kate and Ashley in Rome or whatever <gasps> with the movies. Oh my called. gosh, we're the brunette, Mary-Kate and Ashley, and we're not related, but basically we're them. But we're basically... <laughs> Down. Basically. Okay, so we want everyone else to send us their ghost stories so mm-hmm. we can read more and tell the world... Please. That ghosts exist and they can't deny it. Um, yep. So send them to two girls one ghost podcast at gmail.com and rate us and review us on iTunes mm-hmm. because who doesn't want to see us succeed? And we want to see ourselves succeed, but we need you to help us. There you go. That's a nice way to put it. Mm-hmm. Help us help you. Help ourselves. Oh. By help. No. By you helping. Us. Us. Right? That works. Yeah, sure. Okay. And then <laughs> we have Instagram, we have Twitter, we have our Facebook group, we have mm-hmm. a Facebook page you can like. We're yeah. currently in the process of working on merch. We um, are, and we're excited. Also, we're always on the market for new microphones. My microphone every other episode yeah. just tries to sabotage me and starts clicking, mm-hmm. so... It might be a ghost. It might be. It might be. It might be. Speaking of, I need to start saging because I still haven't saged since everything. I know. And like yesterday, I was really, really sad and like cried for no reason. And I was like, either it's my seasonal affective disorder or I'm haunted. (laughs) I cried yesterday too. Maybe you were just on the same. Maybe you just started crying randomly because I started crying. Wait, that could have happened. And like you were just in tune with me. Wait, that that really could have happened. Maybe what I time did because, it happen? I cried three times yesterday. So 
Name a time. I cried. Well, one time, one of the times was because Fre- I saw the gift that Freya sent me. I got it in the mail. And I cry cute. every time people send me presents <laughs> because I feel loved and appreciated. But so and it's nice to send to you more presents. Good friends. Yeah, it is. Um, I cried at what time was it? It was in the afternoon. Okay, so maybe we did cry at the same time because I definitely had a breakdown at night. Yeah, it was it was pretty much a breakdown. I just crawled in bed and cried. Okay. And then I had to go out. Oh, no. <laughs> just to pre – that's your pregame. Yeah. Cry and then go out. My social anxiety cry. <laughs> My friend Nikita and I, we decided that from our tears and crying, we're going to start a shaved ice company. I'll still do the podcast. Don't worry. Okay, good. As long as I can come with you guys. You can. You can contribute. You can help us make oh, the tears. There we go. I I have plenty for you guys. <laughs> <laughs> That's, well, on that note. Yeah. We will see, see you, you on the other on side. The other side.